Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. When Big Mobile charges you an arm and a leg, they're taking your money and your power. And your arm and leg. Boost Mobile gives your power back with an unlimited plan for $25 a month on one of America's largest 5G networks. We can't give you back your arm and your leg because we're not qualified surgeons. Unless you're an iguana who can grow limbs back. Switch to Boost and get an unlimited plan for $25 a month. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. New customers only. One line, $25 per month with auto pay. Additional restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com for details. Please don't say Henry Golding. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say Oh, he's very sweet. We did interview him once, and he's very sweet. He's so handsome. We have this ongoing joke where we don't really shit on Henry, but we just tease him a lot. <laughs> we're just hating. We're, just hate, we're, we're drinking a haterade right now. He's such a beautiful human being. He's so handsome. And in the top of it all, he's so nice, too. And you're Is just he? like, oh, oh, my God. You're nice and beautiful. Welcome to The Worst Asian Podcast, where a couple Asian-American millennials give you our shitty opinions on all things Asian. My name is Linji. I'm here with my co-host, Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. I am Asian. Is that a thing? You just say you're Asian? That's your introduction? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like the Marvel uh, guy? I am Groot, but I am Asian. Uh, that's a gray area of racism right there. <laughs> it's okay. I had this thought. Um, <laughs> you know how I've always talked about in terms of babies, actual babies? Yes. Mixed Infants. Asian babies are the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah, respectfully. If you and I had a baby, that would definitely not be the case. That thing that, is going to be... Uh, the opposite of that. Uh, fugly. <laughs> uh, I will add to that. We've got a guest on today to talk about everything within the mixed Asian diaspora. Yes. She is the editor-in-chief of Mixed Asian Media, mm. singer, actress, and all-around amazing person. Let's give it up for Alex Chester Iwada. <gasps> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Honored to be here. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. I saw oh, that you just course. came back from the West Coast, right? You were out there for I did. Joe Coy's... Uh, Easter Sunday. Yeah. How was it? Was it good? It was good. It's so much fun. It's a really feel-good film. Um, and I think no matter what like ethnic background you you are, yeah. it, you will definitely relate to the family, uh, you know, intergenerational, all of it. The mom telling you that, hey. Yes. Josef. Yes. I should have the accent. Um, but yeah, it's... Okay. it's but oh my god i'm gonna get canceled yeah i it's a lot of fun i really liked it and it was cool because i have a couple friends in it so it was really oh, fun nice. to see them on the screen and uh yeah and i got to take my mom to the premiere so that Did was kind of cool I, oh that's yeah sweet. i usually don't get a chance to do that so that was really nice and it made her really happy that's good family sweet. first guys i like that 100 percent. okay can you give us a i guess quick background on who you are and, and what you're about for our listeners sure so um i'm an actor and the creator and editor-in-chief of Mixed Asia Media. It's an online platform for mixed Asian Pacific Islanders. We have original content, including articles, interviews of celebrities, exclusive mm -hmm. photo shoots of celebrities, opinion pieces. Uh, it's kind of like a lifestyle magazine, but heavily on the entertainment side. I would say that describes me in a, a nutshell. You kind of have a lot going on. So like when you're meeting someone at the bar, 
platonically, of course, and, and <laughs> professionally, professionally, and they just ask you, "What do you do for a living?" Like, what's yeah. your go-to line? Because you must have something, right? Yo. Yeah, I usually just say that I'm I'm the editor in chief of an online magazine. And then people are like, "What's that?" And that usually opens up the door to explain everything. That's a lot. Because every, I mean, not to be rude, but everyone's an actor, right? Everyone's also a podcaster nowadays. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that too. That too. Everyone has a podcast, except for Mixtasia Media. Uh, <laughs> so that tends to be a little more like, let's open the door to a different conversation, other than let's the woes of Hollywood. You know, when you get to an Uber and you get a very talkative driver, sometimes they ask, oh, man, "Why are you yeah. Why are you in the city? What do you do for a living? Where are you coming from?" You've got two answers, right? You've got one <laughs> for when you feel actually talkative. Yes, they're going to yeah. ask follow up questions, and you got like a second one where you can just say, "I'm in finance," and then that just ends the conversation right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sadly, I don't really have a good answer because either way, if I say I'm an actor, they're going to be like, "What are you doing? Right. Where are you in?" I guess the best way to shut it down is to be like nothing. I'm retired. I don't do shit. <laughs> I'm retired. I won the Mega Millions recently. Right? Oh no, no. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Um, mixed Asian media. You kind of briefly went into it. What exactly is mixed Asian media? Mixed Asian media is a community for anyone that identifies within the mixed Asian diaspora. Growing up, I didn't have that community. Mm-hmm. I was literally like the only mixed kid in school, the mixed kid in the entertainment industry and in Los Angeles. And it was really frustrating not seeing anyone that looked like me. So I fortunately have a ton of mixed Asian friends here in New York City. And I literally said, hey, what if we started our own like online magazine? And they all went, that's a great idea. They probably regret this now. But (laughs) (laughs) it's a great idea. And we started off known as Hoppa Mag. And we uh, transitioned to mixed Asian media last year. Just because not everyone identifies as Hapa. Right. Yeah, Hapa right. is a Hawaiian term yeah. that means like mixed yeah. Asians, right? It, it literally means part. And it came oh. about because of the colonization of Hawaii and, you know, of course, the mixture of, of cultures yeah. and, and then you had the Hapa Hali. So that's a full term. So I really wanted to be very mindful of that word. And if you talk to some indigenous Hawaiians, they're like, yeah, use the word. Our language is dying, please. And then some other people are like, no, this is our word. Don't, you know, please don't take it over. So I think it mm-hmm. just, you have to, as long as you come from a mindful place and know yeah. the history of a word, I, I feel like you can use it. But obviously it's not my call, but really it's up to the individual. That's why, in part, we transitioned to the work to mixed Asia media. It also is kind of self-explanatory. People tend yeah, to yeah, get yeah. it right off the bat of having to go into the whole spiel of Good what's point. the hapa. Good point. And then it's been very helpful with working with various PR companies. They tend to understand right away. Though, though every now and then I'll get a PR person being like, hey, do you want to interview so-and-so? They are Asian-American. And I'm like, that doesn't mean they're mixed. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if uh, Ben and I have a baby, it would be yes. half Korean, half Chinese. Yes. That's not necessarily what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're like, oh, you guys are just mixing more Asian. <laughs> I mean, it just depends. I feel like if you or ch- your child, right, felt that they came from a mixed cultural background, that would be one mm. thing. But at that at that point, I think it's up to the individual. Makes sense, yeah. By the way, I was going to say, um, I, have, I have cousins that are half Korean and half German. And they grew up in like St. Louis and shit. Yeah. My cousin was like the, he was a star quarterback and a like a star baseball. Are you just bragging wow. about your no, cousin no, no. at this point? <laughs> what, what I'm trying I was to like, say is good that, for your cousin. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he's lazy. Like after <laughs> he, he peaked in high school. But what happened was that like oh, he was he's saying, one of those guys, right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is like he was saying like no matter how successful and like how great of an athlete he was at the school, you know, mm-hmm. 
he was still dealing with like you know like being targeted being oh because you know, he like was the being, asian guy yeah he yeah, was yeah. the asian guy yeah, yeah. you know it's tough out there you know so it's cool it that you're doing tough. this oh thank you yeah um so going back to i want to know like your role your day-to-day oh my god yes please exactly please i'm sorry what time do you PTSD? wake up she what got kind PTSD? of coffee do you have what's like, your exercise shit. routine <laughs> So my day-to-day, specifically for Mixed Asia Media, is a lot of answering emails. I'm probably on my (laughs) computer (laughs) 40-plus hours a week answering emails, connecting uh, my various writers to various PR people, setting up interviews, arranging photo shoots. And then also we're we're in the process of producing our second annual Mixed Asia Media Fest. So that's a whole nother ballpark, and that is... Reaching out to sponsors, confirming with sponsors, making sure they're paying my fiscal sponsor, making sure I'm getting their assets, making sure that I am sending it on to my managing editor, Sam, who then puts it on the website. I'm currently trying to get our press release done and also make sure that our lineup for the festival is set and solid and we're selling tickets. It's a lot of moving parts. I I wear many, many hats within Mixtasia Media and so does my managing editor, Sam Tanabe. Shout out to him. Yeah. Okay. I hope you're, uh, you know, maintaining self care in the process, or like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really Find time for that coffee. <laughs> oh my god, I'm. Uh, my self care is uh, kind of gone out the window slightly. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. It'll get better after September when the festival's done. Uh, but I, I go to therapy once a week, and I try to get a workout in every day. Nice, nice. I've had to switch to getting those um like daily harvest boxes with like the meals oh, already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, like, I wasn't making time to eat. And it's kind of ironic because I love to eat. But I literally <laughs> was like, oh, shit. I it's forgot 4 to eat. And I forgot to eat. Eating is, I think eating is important. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's important. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, it hurts good for you. I'm trying this. And then I try to really, like, at least once a week do something fun with my friends. Uh, go see a movie. Go get boba. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um <laughs> Can I ask, was um, Mixed Asian Media a COVID baby or did you start things up prior to COVID? So we started in 2017. Oh, okay. And I think that was good because it really helped establish us. Like we were doing quarterly in-person gatherings with our community. But then it really picked up during COVID, especially during the lockdown. We were recognized by the Nielsen Consumer Report on Asian Americans as one of three online magazines. And then we Mm -hmm. had our festival, which was all online. Uh, We had over 200 attendees, over 100 speakers, over 60 exhibitions with a 1.1 million reach. So I think between all of that during COVID, it really did help amplify us, especially because people were so desperate for connection when you were in lockdown. Yeah, exactly. You stuck at home. You want that socialization. Yeah, exactly. So we were hosting like IG lives and clubhouses, all of that fun stuff. COVID, obviously, there's a lot of bad shit about it, but it seemed like in some ways it did help you guys and your platform to grow a little bit more than you might have been able to. Or at least grow in a different way. Yeah, and at least in a different way. I think it's made us have a bigger digital imprint. Um, On behalf of the listeners out there who might be wondering, do you guys do like a print version of your magazine or is it just online? We do not. It's just online. I am wary to start that venture. One, save a tree. And two, you you can just look it up on your phone. It's so easy just to see content now. I mean, I won't even pay for a dollar subscription to the New York Times, which is terrible. (laughs) I think you kind of were talking about it, but what's like your worst and your best like experience for doing all this so far? Um, 
the worst has been the burnout. And that is real. Based on how you described your day, I can see where yeah. you transitioned that to like multiple days, multiple months, years. It's easy to yes. burn out that way. It really is. When I start to feel myself getting to that point, I, I have to take like a couple day break, whatever that may look yeah. like. I'm very bad at taking breaks. I'm so um, tunnel visioned and mm -hmm. driven, which is good and bad. But I really like after the festival is done before... Um, we've been, I've been asked to speak at the ACE Next Gen convention in October. So before that, after my festival, I am going to go on a vacation and I'm going to sit by pretty water and do nothing. <laughs> like no emails, turn everything no off. No emails, just nothing. Like just disappear. Just disappear for like hopefully a week. You got to really put the phone away because I call yeah. bullshit to a lot of people who, not you in particular, but I call bullshit to a lot of people who say they go on like a detox on vacation and stuff, uh -huh. but they're on that beach with that cocktail and the phone is in the other hand. Yeah, yeah. that's true, yeah. man. Yeah, I really try not to do that. Every, I mean, every now and then I'm like, oh, I got to do something for the Instagram. So let's <laughs> yeah, right. Something up. But I really try to like, okay, you're only going to do that for like 15 minutes. And then after that, you are just focusing on your surroundings and trying to be really present and mindful in the moment. There yeah. You go. Especially when things are going well, you feel like you need to strike while the iron's hot. Yes. Those are the hardest moments to take like a you, break from you everything. You always say that, yeah, strike when the iron's hot. And yo, Alex, Lindy does everything. I swear to God. I'm just like, and I feel bad sometimes I'm like, damn. We, okay, I am the editor-in-chief. <laughs> you know, I am the CEO, CTO, dude, CEO, just, whatever. Do you have a, yeah. I scrub the toilet, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, you cook the meals, too? I cook the meals yes, in between the episodes. Cafeteria, yeah. Right? <laughs> Props, you do everything. It is tough. Yeah, I do worry for him. I'm like, yo, don't burn out. Take your time, blah, blah, blah. If you got to punch me yeah. in the face, go for it. You know, whatever yeah, you need. Yeah, seriously. Man. I was just like, yes, yes. She wants me to punch you yes. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. Thank God I was I'm vaccinated and boosted and I but I was actually very happy that I got COVID a couple months ago because oh, yeah. it meant that I actually could take like time off. I oh, took like five yeah. days off from not doing anything. Oh my god, I was it was, my friends were yes. laughing at me. They're like, This is ridiculous. Only you would want to catch this. I'm like, I know, but I just need some time off. That I was like, I need a legit reason. That's like the universe telling you, slow the hell down. Yeah. Here's a yeah. sickness, a temporary sickness. Now like go yeah. rest and recover a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You were mentioning before, I guess this is what's taking up a lot of your time, at least for the next month or so. A mixed Asian media festival. What is that about? When's it happening? So it's happening September 16th to the 18th in person in New York City. And then the starting September 14th, our online content will be available as well. It is a festival celebrating mixed APIs through the creative lens. So, so I feel like so often as mixed Asians, we're always like, oh, woe is me. I don't fit in. No one understands me. And that tends to be our ongoing narrative. And I really wanted to create just a celebration of all the cool shit we do nice. and just bring some really cool people together and make it just show that there's a community and there's support out there and just something just like a love fest. So that's what I really wanted to create. And that's why Mixed Asia Media Fest came about. And also it came about because I kept getting people sending me emails of, hey, I have a short film. Hey, I have a full length feature. Hey, oh. I have a documentary. And I was like, cool, what do I do with all of this? <laughs> and then uh, silly enough, once again, my friends need to tell me, no, Alex, bad idea. I was like, what if we had a film festival? <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's so easy. Let's yeah, just, let's let's just... just... <laughs> 
Christy. And then my friend, Michaela Ternansky-Holland, who's an amazing like Webby Emmy winner producer, was like, yeah, let's do it. And she literally took my idea and turned it into like mixed Asian media comic con. Oh, that's like, it wasn't just a festival. It was a con. You said this was the second one or the third one that's coming This up? is our second one. This is our first in-person event since the pandemic. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Do you feel like yeah. in some ways, because it's in-person this year, it's going to be better or worse? How are you thinking about that? Um, I'm nervous, of course, with, you know, the rise in numbers with, with COVID and monkeypox. Uh, so yes. we're, we're trying to play everything Especially by that. ear and just... Yeah keep the check-in on the numbers but because we are capping it at 100 people on the first day which we're calling it man prom because who doesn't like a 1980s themed prom and then the next i saw the pictures on social media it's funny (laughs) that's a good one samsonave like did that photo i couldn't stop laughing uh and then the next two days are going to be capped at 75 people so it's going to be relatively small and we wanted it to be that way one just to make bring the community together, make it more intimate. And also just because there's not that, I mean, we're all volunteers and... Mm-hmm. You don't have the resources to have like hundreds. Yeah, yeah that's responsible though. Yeah. What about the portion of the festival that's happening online on the days afterwards? So online, um, all of our films that are in competition will be available to screen. And we also have some really cool panels. Like we have a director's panel, we have a producing panel, we have a writer's panel. I have oh. an interview coming up with, uh, she has created this really cool food service she's mixed asian uh yeah so it's going to be some stuff like that and the mixed uh the mixed space is also doing a virtual workshop as well oh nice very very nice it is like comic-con you know where they have like that elevated table and they're like okay so we have a question with this one oh with the yeah panel. so yeah. uh yeah oh yeah it really is that and we also have swag some really cool swag we some have some really amazing uh product sponsors very, very, very nice. If people want to get in on all this, yep. if they're in the area or they want to go to the virtual one, where should they go to find out more information about mm. tickets and whatnot? So you can either go to mixedasianmedia.com backslash fest, or you can go to mamf.eventbrite.com. Okay, I will have the actual links to all that in the description box down below. So if you don't <laughs> feel like typing, just click on the thing on your phone, okay? Thank you. Uh, ben and I are waiting on our media passes so we can get... Oh, yeah. Can we get... <laughs> oh, yeah. I absolutely VIP. will. Absolutely. I mean, it may be made out of paper and in a Sharpie, but I'll, I'll give you a sign that says VIP. It just says, hello, my name is... She takes her... <laughs> she just takes like a post-it, like a fairly large post-it and just yeah. laminates it. Just stick it on, you guys. Ben, a VIP. It's like, it. um, I'm Alex's best friend. Don't you know that? Basically like, BFS. Yeah. Besties. Yeah. Oh she hand wrote this pass for me. <laughs> You should be honored. Uh, but no, absolutely, you are welcome. And I would be happy to provide your audience with a $15 off discount code oh. to our All Access Pass. Oh, more information on that in the box below as well, okay? Okay, okay. Um, aside from the festival, is Mixed Asian Media or yourself working on any other projects? Is there anything uh, coming up? Yeah, so I am <laughs> oh, sounds one like a lot. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds She's like a lot. Um, well, let's start with um, in August, August 25th, I will be... F- they are flying me to San Jose to pitch my company at the Cal Asian BIPOC women-led small business uh, competition. Other than that, <laughs> but I, out of eighty applicants, five of us have been chosen oh, to like pitch finalists. our business. Wow! Yeah. Good luck. Fingers crossed. Thank you. I'm a. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I feel very sometimes out of my out of water when it comes to these this entrepreneur world just because yeah. i've been so heavily in the entertainment industry in a lot of ways it's 
very much the same, but in a lot of ways, it's very different. So I really have been making it up as I go. Uh, <laughs> so, nice. th- so we have that August 25th. And then uh, October 13th to the 16th is the ACE Next Gen convention. That's a big convention. Yep. Myself and uh, my managing editor, Sam Tanabe, will be speaking at the event. Very nice. Lots so of big things October. going on. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's Lots a lot. of big things going on. I'm, I'm really... Oh, and also, I guess... Another event, August 20th, I'll be flying back out to LA for Strong Asian Leads in-person event as well. You know, just to go back to what you said before about like feeling like you're just trying to make this up as you go. I've always said to people, and this is like, I guess, life advice, career advice. You know, sometimes perfection is not important. It's consistency and just putting yourself out there and doing it because you learn as you go. No one goes into any uh, venture, any career, any kind of like podcast and knows (laughs) exactly what they're doing, right? (laughs) But through the process of making it happen, that's when you learn what your strong traits are, what your weak traits are. So you should feel okay because you've gotten this far just by winging it, right? As you said, like just by figuring it out as you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've come to realize that a lot of it is about connections and making the connections to various people and and then willing to send out an email introducing you to another person. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing is just being having the guts and courage to ask for what you need. Yes. Because yes. I think a lot of times people feel like they can't ask for things and they have to do it all on their own. But I don't know. I, I see all these cis white men doing asking for shit and they get <laughs> yeah. what they want. So I'm kind like, of like, what would a cis white male do? Huh, I'll do that. <laughs> We need to fight that stereotype because as Asians, you know, it's partially true. That's one of those stereotypes that is kind of true. The fact that sometimes we are reluctant to ask for things that we may very well deserve, but because culturally that's not who we are to do it. Etiquette wise. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why like with this podcast, I've never been afraid to ask certain people to connect with, you know, for business to come on the podcast because what's the worst someone can say? No. Exactly. You know, that's it. You have to be okay with hearing no. And sometimes people are scared to be rejected. Right. I think I'm fortunately or not fortunately, having grown up in the entertainment industry, I'm very much used to rejection. Yeah, thick skin. So I was kind of like, all right, you don't want to do it. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. My friend said it once. He's like, a closed mouth never gets fed. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. But what have you done with that term since you heard it? Um, I just, I just yell a lot, but there's nothing. I'm, I, but I have no demands, though. Yeah, no demand. <laughs> just You're just noise. yelling for this. It's just noise for the sake of yelling. <laughs> yeah, it's just noise. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Mixed Asian media. Sure, I just like to shout out Asian Hustle Network because I also think that having been part of the top 50 unsung heroes this year has really also helped amplify Mixation Media and has yeah, yeah. opened so many doors for us. So that's also a really cool group, and they had a great convention in. Oh, God, was it April? Vegas, right? Yeah, shout out to you, Brian and Maggie. Yeah, do you guys know them? We don't know them, but I know of them. Yeah. I will connect you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. See, this is what happens. I will, uh, without any fear, ask Alex to connect me with whoever she knows. Yep. There you oh, go. my God, I absolutely will. That's one thing I also love with, I feel like so often, one more thing with about Station Media, so many other media outlets or organizations are gatekeepers for our communities. Yeah. And unless you are of a certain caliber or level, they won't open the door for you. And that's something I really don't want mixed Asian media to ever be. If I have a connection and I think that you're a good fit, I will absolutely make that for you. Because how else? It's all about community to me. Community first. Exactly. And I think we need to showcase our community leaders and our small businesses and all of that. If you're not making $100,000, who cares? Let me showcase you. Maybe you will then. 
That's uh, really cool. Sometimes it's not your individual success, but the success that you can bring for the whole community. That's sometimes yeah. more important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! I fully that's believe that. Up, I wanted to actually wrap the second half of this episode around, I guess, growing up mixed Asian. For the listeners, what kind of mixed Asian are you? So I am half Japanese American, half Ashkenazi Jew. Third generation on both sides. My、yeah. dad is Japanese, and my mom is Jewish. And where did you grow up exactly? Which part of the I or grew、elsewhere? up in basically Orange County, California. Okay, the OC, the OC, OC. Well, actually, Long Beach, California, LBC. <laughs> She's like, wait, wait, wait let me specify. <laughs> Our only、uh, context of the OC is literally from the show. From that's all I remember. I mean, it's not that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "What is that show? I never heard of it." For anyone that remembers, it's that. not that old. Alex,、it's、do you remember that show? I do remember that show. Yeah, it's old. We're old guys. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, I was like, old. dude, it's it's fucking old. Dude, we're old. We were like in middle school, I think, when they came out. I think. Well, I'm、yeah. speaking for myself. I think that was like post、uh, Dawson's Creek, right? Or was that dude, the same? Yeah,、era? dude, you're losing the guess. <laughs> They're like Dawson's Creek. The- They're like, what's that? <laughs> James Vanderbeek? Who's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs>、um, sorry, Gen Zers out there. I'm really,、yes. really sorry.、Um, so、oh. you grew up in the OC. What what was、yeah. it like、um, growing up there as a mixed Asian person? Um, fortunately, the the elementary school I went to was incredibly diverse. That's good, which、oh, is sure, really、okay. a weird thing to say. Though I was the only Jewish kid there,、huh. oh, so I ended up getting a lot of anti-Semitism because of being Jewish.、Uh, oh, like, I had kids telling me I was going to go to hell and you know where are my horns and all sorts of terrible things.、Holy、I didn't、shit. really experience any racism as a half Japanese kid in elementary school, but primarily as a Jewish kid. Um, definitely experienced a lot of racism in the entertainment industry growing up in it as as a mixed Asian kid. I've heard a lot of bad stories about the entertainment industry in terms of like everything. Stuff, yeah, everything. I mean, we were talking about that、yeah. before.、Um, yeah. What was like your exposure then? I guess like to both sides. Like, did you have like one side you got more of? My mom and grandma really raised me. My dad was not very much involved in my life until like twenty.、Uh, he he passed away in twenty twenty one. No, twenty twenty at the beginning of COVID. Oh no! I'm sorry. Damn, and your dad was RIP, the Jewish、RIP. side, sorry. Japanese. That was the Japanese side. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, fuck cancer. Uh, so. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Fuck cancer. Yeah.、Yo. Oh god, it was awful. Not to like ramble, but he, it was the start of like the shutdown, and so he was in you know Orange County, and we we knew he was he was gonna die soon, but his doctors wouldn't let me come out. They were like, you can't come out.、Oh、You're in the、god. epicenter、right. of COVID.、Uh... You will expose everyone. And so it was just—I mean, it was awful. And my mom couldn't even get to the hospital to be with him. Like it was. Damn. I I remember that period where it's like even、um, if you had like grandparents, nursing homes and yeah, stuff, yeah, you couldn't yeah. see yeah. them and stuff. Yeah. Couldn't see them. Holy shit! I'm so, so sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't see my family for like two years. It was it was rough. Thank God for FaceTime. That's all I can say. Thank God for Zoom. Yes,、yeah, seriously. Oh God, it's, it's really tough. Can you tough. can you speak Japanese? No, my dad didn't speak Japanese, so I sure as hell don't. He was very Americanized, and I think that's in part、yeah. because of internment. You know, his parents were interned. My grandfather was part of the four forty second regiment, four forty fours, right? Oh, you said third generation, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Third、said. generation. So、yeah. Yeah. So no one,、wow, no、history. one speaks Japanese, and I feel like because of being interned, it, it was really discouraged to. Be Japanese, and、right. it's really encouraged、uh, to assimilate into American society and culture. 
So then, if your dad wasn't around, and sorry if if this gets too personal, you can stop me、oh, no. at any time. Then, if your dad wasn't around, did you ever find yourself kind of longing, not for him in per se, but I guess for his side of the culture, just to see what that was all about, or were you just content as a child? I think I was content as a child, just being with my mom and grandma. I think now that I'm older, I would love to explore the Japanese side a little bit more.、Uh, but I feel like as a kid, there also there really wasn't the language around. Wanting to multiculturalism, like there really wasn't that language around that back、mm. then. I definitely think Gen Zers growing up now will will have that language to be able to express, "Hey, I want to learn more about this." But for me, it really, really wasn't. And also, like I think being in the entertainment industry, I was so being forced into a box constantly. Okay. Were they steering you towards yeah, to like being the、uh, quote unquote token Japanese person for like a project? Oh, absolutely. But the problem was I wasn't Japanese enough. <sighs> I was down to the wire for a couple major TV shows on Disney Channel, yeah, and、yeah. it was to the point where they were drawing up my contract. So I was going in for my final like screen test, and the room was filled, and like I thought I nailed it. But、right. my feedback was they really, really loved you and they want to hire you. But you know, you're just too exotic next to the white lead, and you'll pull focus. Oh my god!、Huh. It's like you're you're not enough of it. I'm trying to process exactly、yeah. what this means. So that that was one of the other options. Things were like, oh, you just don't fit the family dynamic because God forbid we have you know an Asian dad and a white mom situation that that didn't exist back then, which it does now. So things are getting better. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I was always like the token Asian kid because I also modeled, of course, as you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, of course. So I、um, <laughs> modeled a lot for Mattel, and like my hand is on the rollerblade Barbie that they dis- discontinued because kids were spraying hairspray on the blades, and that would spark、uh-huh. and catch them on fire. Huh, that's a nice tidbit. <laughs> Yo, yeah. yeah, random fact. Random fact. Random fact. Right. But when it came to the commercials, actual like the national commercials of these products, once again the feedback would be, "Oh my God, they love you, but she's just not Asian enough. She just、oh、doesn't fit."、God. Exotic was okay for the box, but God forbid I be in your commercial. Damn, I'm trying to think of a good analogy for this. Exotic, but not exotic slash Asian enough. It's basically BF Chang's, right? Yeah, where it's exotic, it,、yeah. but it's not authentic enough. Sorry to hear that you had to deal with all that shit. Oh, I mean, God, I can go on. There's so much racism having being asked to do an Asian accent, and you're like,、uh, "Oh my God, yeah,、like, we hear that from a lot of people yeah. too." Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you hear that a lot.、Yeah. One of my favorite stories is I was up for an,、uh, an off-Broadway play, and the character was Japanese American, and then it had the dialogue in English, but she's supposed to be speaking Japanese. So casting says to me, "Can you speak this in Japanese?" And I said, "Well, I don't speak Japanese." Oh, j- just make it up. Wow! <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that I, is pretty fucked up. You can、oh、say it. Oh my god, that's yeah, fucked up, real、man. fucked up.、Um, yeah. I wish at the time that baby Alex had the chutzpah to say "fuck you." No, that's racist. Yeah, but I was、yourself. like, um, sure. Oh my! I'll、gosh. try to make this up. I mean, obviously now I'd be like, I'd probably laugh in their face and walk out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, with the middle finger up in the air. Can I ask、oh, yeah. how long ago was this, roughly? That was、uh, when I first moved to the city, so like ten years ago. Ten years ago,、yeah. have、That's、you seen like a shift in, I guess, dynamics over these ten years?、Um, it's definitely gone better. There's more specificity, so they、okay. don't 
they don't ask for just the Asian accent. It's like we want a Korean accent or a Japanese accent or this region accent. So like that is good. It's still hard for mixed folks because we're now we're lumped into the uh, ambiguous category. I was thinking about Joe Coy, where he like impersonates all the different types of Asians. Since you're talking about Asian, oh my god, he's so oh, brilliant! Yeah. You know, I was just thinking I about know that. that. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, I was just thinking about that randomly. <laughs> I've always said comedians yeah. get a little bit more slack. Although nowadays yeah. it's yeah. kind of changing, but comedians yeah, yeah, yeah. get a little bit more slack in terms of what they can uh, get away with. That's true. Absolutely, I think they should in a lot of ways. Just, I mean, it just depends. I, of course, it should just be by topic by topic. But I do worry if we start policing things, they are like the the front liners. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Oof. yeah, I'm not saying like what there's some people are saying is correct because by all means, no. But I just worry about the policing of it. I think a lot of times society wants like let's say one rule and try to apply this one rule to a vastly large. Mm-hmm. Number of situations when things are very unique on its own and really should be case by case, but it's too tedious for, yeah, the, for the general public point. to like yeah, take everything right. case by case. That's a good point. They just want like, does this fit X, Y, and Z box? If yes, cancel. If no, don't cancel. <sighs> yeah, I I don't have the answers. Oh yeah, that's okay. We're 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 just all this is all like a social experiment. We're still trying to figure shit out. You mean life? Life yeah. is a big social experiment. That's, that's what life. this is, man. Can I ask? Do you, do you have any favorite moments being mixed and shit like? Like that sticks out and stuff? I mean, most of my favorite moments have been since I created Mixed Asian Media, to be perfectly honest. It's, that's really been it. it what's been wonderful yeah. is like having people like either see me at an event or DM me and just being like, what you've created is so wonderful. I didn't know there was anything like this. I finally feel seen and heard yeah. and there's a safe yeah. space for me. So that's been really wonderful. And that, that's been my favorite part about being mixed. Nice. Is it weird to say that I've kind of seen like being mixed Asian is becoming much more hip and cool these days? I always thought it was really cool. I was like, damn, I wish I was mixed. I always thought that growing up. You didn't like being 100% Korean? Uh, Me personally. But being Korean is so in right now. This is true. This is 100% true. But Alex, you know what it is? I'm so not Korean. I can't speak a word of fucking Korean. You can speak some Korean to your parents. But it's so bad. Yeah. I feel like an imposter, man. Like I can't. I hate that. Imposter syndrome, it's real. Imposter yeah. syndrome, yeah, there you go. We there all get go. that sometimes too. Yeah. Going back to something that you said before, we previously had Emma Broyles on the podcast and she's uh, a Miss America. Oh, yeah. She's half Korean. Yeah. And we talked about this part where sometimes she never feels like she experienced much Asian racism throughout her life, mainly because she's white passing. Mm-hmm. She looks much more Caucasian yeah. than she does Asian. Mm-hmm. Two different groups of people, sometimes those that can be white passing and those that are let's say clearly asian do do you think they experience different trajectories in life absolutely absolutely i mean anyone that is white passing you definitely have more privilege sadly in this world i mean hopefully things are changing and things are getting more equal but i know people don't know what i am especially because i keep changing my hair color um it's true you are like, a when blonde I black, you are yellow i'm a blonde now like i had purple yeah. hair and then like uh, before when i've had my natural brown dark hair like i definitely did experience more asian racism but because like my hair is different colors they don't quite know what i am um do you get a lot of like people just squinting looking like trying oh to figure God. out i get people literally <laughs> just asking me <laughs> what like, i am she's like online they're like <laughs> what is she what should we ask her now? What's nah, the nah, worst? Nah. What's the worst guess that you have? Oh yeah, 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 what is the worst guess? Um, oh, um, one time when I auditioned for something, uh, I I had a a, a pre screen for Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh a yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, sure. So the casting was like, 
what are you? And of course, they're not allowed to ask that. That's against the rules. But once again, baby Alex didn't know how to say, you can't fucking ask me that. Uh, so I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm half Japanese. And she's like, you are? You don't look half Japanese. You look Siberian. Are you Siberian? Oh, I was like, Siberia is a place. Gosh. It's like saying, "Are you Queens? <laughs> you, you look Queens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting Queens vibe. Yeah, Siberian vibe. I know. What I do get is that when I tell people what I am, then they argue with me. Well, you don't look like that. No way. I'm like, but I am that. You? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you, you're Japanese. You don't look Japanese. Well, I'm half Japanese. Well, you don't look half Japanese. I'm like, well, this is what half Japanese looks like. So yeah. What am I supposed to look like? But yeah, this is, this can be made. Yes. This Are is you possible. supposed this to carry your 23andMe report around? Like, Yo, like, like, like Seriously. Yo. Seriously. I should just start doing that. Damn. It's frustrating. I mean, I had, I had two guys chase me down the street on Ninth Avenue here in New York. What are you? What are you? And that was terrifying. No. Damn. That's terrifying for a multiple reason. The fact that anyone's yeah. chasing after you. They could be chasing after you, asking for a bus direction. It, was, it would still be kind of creepy. It would still be terrifying. Yeah. So once again, to answer your question, I, fortunately, I have not experienced any racism as an Asian woman, but I do have to worry as a, as a woman in general. Of course. Do you find yourself seeing the whole mixed Asian diaspora, both personally and professionally, a, a little bit different now from when you were a kid? Absolutely. I feel like as a kid, I really struggled with my identity, mainly because I was constantly being told I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of fucks up your head. But now that there are people like me out there, and I have, I'm surrounded by them, it's just my day to day normal. And I feel very, I feel much more comfortable in my own skin. Like I, I've accepted nice. who I am. I'm not trying to be anything more than I am. I, and that's not to say I don't code switch. I do absolutely code we switch. We all do that sometimes. Yeah. We, we all do. But I'm really embraced just me. And, and awesome. I'm not going to try to fit into anyone's box anymore. And if you don't like it, too fucking bad. Yeah, I like that. Yay, therapy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's what we can all take from it. Just be your natural self. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so much easier said than done. You know, we say it like, oh God. like it's a piece of cake, but it takes a long time to find out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Some awkward Absolutely. moments where people would chase you down yeah. in the middle of Ninth oh Avenue and shit. Do you have um? Do you have any like role models or like mixed Asians that like looked up to or? Please don't say Henry Golding. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say. Oh, he's very sweet. We did interview him once, and he's very sweet. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Oh, he's so handsome. We have this ongoing joke where we don't really shit on Henry, but we just tease him a lot. <laughs> we're just hating. <laughs> we're just hating. We're, we're drinking a haterade right now. He's such a beautiful human being. Oh my god. He's so handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so handsome, and in the top of it all, he's so nice too. And you're Is just he? like, oh, oh. my god. You're nice and beautiful. Ugh. <laughs> ah. um, I would have to say, I mean, of course, Keanu Reeves, like, oh my hey. God. Like, Yo, he, he's, he's just, the man. He's the man. He's just an, another person, a nice human being, right? You just, there's no like negative shit about, I mean, watch, we're going to hear like five years from now that he like has an underground like. That's when you cross Slave the line. ring or something terrible, right? <laughs> oh my God. But. Right? It's going to be something awful that we never even like, suspected Keanu of. But like, I really hope not, Keanu. Yeah. I really... Oh, my God. Please, no. But I just... I really respect him for his work and the charities he does and he just does being so a much. good human. He's really grounded. So I have to say, my, my team, like, seriously, Mixtation oh, Media wouldn't man. be here without, like, Sam Tanabe, Melissa Slaughter, Rebecca Lee Learman. I mean, I could just go on naming them. Like, they... That's awesome. They are the heart of Mixed Asia Media, and I'm fortunate enough that they're my best friends, and they work with me. Yeah, that's true too. Like you actually like work with like people you really fuck with. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I don't have that with this podcast. Yeah. Yep. You're stuck with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the Keanu Reeves thing. It's like that viral video where he's on the, he's on the train and he gives up his seat. You know? you know, like it's strange because Keanu Reeves has a very distinctive look. Yeah, I was gonna say, but he still takes yeah. like mass transit. I would recognize I, my. Family. I am amazed he doesn't get swarmed more. I'm sure random he does, people. Bro. You think so? But he's John Wick, so people are scared. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm determined that we'll get him one day. Determined. You will. We will. Is that your unicorn? Is that like the person that you really want? That's to my to unicorn. That's absolutely my unicorn. <laughs> we do. We'll get Keanu after you. <laughs> oh, if I get Keanu, I'm gonna be like, hey, I have friends that run this really cool podcast. You should be on oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> He's really into bikes. That's what we do. <laughs> I'm going to find this dealership. We got to buy some bikes. Yeah, we got to learn how to ride <laughs> motorcycles and shit. Um, just talking a little bit more about the whole mixed Asian um, Hollywood thing. I've always mm. thought sometimes that mixed Asian actors, and correct me if this is wrong, have an easier time transitioning into larger roles. And I'm not trying to shit on Henry Golding again. Right, right, right. It does seem like it happens, or am I just seeing what I need to see? I feel like, once again, a lot of times mixed Asian actors fall into that ambiguous ambiguous role right, right. right yeah. and and being ambiguous is a way for white mainstream america to feel comfortable with something that they are not mm. in a way i think possibly that could be what you're seeing i'm not saying that's good or bad i definitely have made a living being ambiguous but a lot of times they don't get to tell their stories it's very rare to get to tell their stories. So there is that other side of the coin. Also, there's just not enough work to go around mixed Asians and Asian Americans. Uh, There just isn't. That's a lot harder. I don't know. I have found that it's been really hard to break into the bigger roles just because, once again, you tend to be, as a mixed person, deemed exotic. And because of that, unless you are Mm -hmm. the the starring role or character, the white producers of hollywood don't want you upstaging their star right and it's upstaging like what the fuck does that mean right it's frustrating so i I think i can see both sides i absolutely see both sides of the coin one final point you know sometimes we talk about how it's difficult to be like asian period both ben and i are just 100 percent of our own asian so he's korean i'm chinese we sometimes Mm. feel like that's hard enough but now that i'm thinking about it being mixed Asian in some ways is even a lot harder because you both have to deal with the same crap we have to deal with in terms of the public, but yeah. also internally as well while you're trying to figure things out because you have to struggle, I assume, yeah. one side to the other. Sometimes you feel like you're in this weird, as you said, ambiguous place. Absolutely. Um, I feel like sometimes many of us feel that we aren't allowed to have a say when it comes to like Asian American whatever policy or whatever like shit that's happening in the world and that we're yeah. not enough and that we we can't speak up. And, and that is in turn because like a lot of times people from the Asian community will say, well, you're only part, you don't have a say. And that has been said to myself and several other people. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of shitty because it's like, we're a big melting pot here, whether you like it or not. And we're one of the fastest growing demographics. So like, why shouldn't we be part of the community I think we'd all be stronger together. I agree. We need to stop gatekeeping each other. Yeah. Uh, there's enough crap really dealing with the external factors. Let's we not really internally do. make it even more uh, difficult for ourselves as well. Honestly, and it's a form of white supremacy, right? Gatekeeping each other and keeping each other down. It's totally, It's we're just helping the white people out. Like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Can you imagine if we all banded together and took to the streets? Jesus. I totally Have you agree. seen that uh, study that in like 200 years, all races will be blended and it will look like this one person. And I swear to God, this one person looks like he's Hawaiian. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
We're not great. Just mixing all the cultures, all the races, all the DNAs, and then it just looks like The Rock. (laughs) 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 It's The Rock. (laughs) We're going to get to our favorite segment of the whole podcast. This is a segment we do on every single podcast. Yeah. It's called Ranting and Raving. Mm -hmm. This can be completely off topic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is a nice way, a nice lighthearted way to close up every episode. We each take a, a turn bitching or moaning or even maybe praising something yeah. that's the raving part yeah most of the time we're, we're just bitching yeah <laughs> so i guess i'll start things off yes i'm gonna talk about spam mail and alex this is how we kind of like got a little bit <laughs> oh my god yes. mixed up there so i had reached out to alex a while ago um and i reached out to a lot of people you know yeah. because i'm not afraid to get rejected a lot of times people do ghost me, which I get. It's fine. You okay. know, you know, Keanu Reeves, why are you not <laughs> pressing reply? Please, please. Yeah. Left but, on scene. So then I was like, oh, this must have been like three weeks after I sent you the thing, right, Alex? And then I just checked my spam mm-hmm. folder because, you know, we get a lot of spam and shit. My advice for people is try to check your spam folder regularly because the AI sentient overlords at Google sometimes don't know what spam actually is. Oh, okay. See so Alex, Alex's reply to my initial email went in the junk folder. Oh, Went into okay, the spam yeah. folder. Excuse gotcha, me. Went, gotcha. went into the spam folder. I guess, screw you, Google. Yeah, I noticed that sometimes. I'm like, oh, shit. And then it's like an old-ass email. Yeah. I was like, oh, they did send it to me. Because you discover, like, let's oh, say yeah. months later, people don't look in their junk slash, you know, spam folders. Yeah, that's a good one. You just reminded me. I got to check my shit. You should check your spam folder, oh, too. Crap. Maybe Keanu said, you know, hello, he'll come on. I know, maybe. <laughs> right? No, I agree. Ugh. What about you, Ben? Man, that, that's a useful uh, rant. Mine's not. Um, yours, not yours is not no, useful. No, it's, it's just me bitching. But uh, so uh, you know, I'm pretty hairy. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, Alex. Yes, oh, sorry, my, Alex. I'm my friend hairy. is fairly hairy. I mean, that's unusual for uh, for Koreans, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's but, not a positive trait, by the way. Yeah, but like, I have like <laughs> random areas of like hair. Hi. Are I you have, sure you want to tell her this? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Alex. Sorry, you're stuck with it's this. It's fine. You're good. But you know what it is? Is that so? I try to shave my back. But it's not that hairy. It's not that I have a hairy back. I know she's like, what the fuck? It's not that it's hairy. It's just I have like sometimes like these like random long strands of hair. It's like yeah. these Hawaiian islands. There's just like yeah, little islands yeah. in there. Or like the if you have an issue like what I have, yeah. how do you you can't properly So do you just leave those patches? I I guess, yeah. I was, I was thinking I was like maybe I was I was gonna ask someone like, yo, maybe someone could just shave my back for me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you I can. used to shave an ex's back. Oh, <laughs> oh no. actually, my ex did that too for me. People can't see her. Alex's oh, yeah. face right now, but, but she looks very, she looks very defeated Sorry. when she said that. Sorry, Alex. Very defeated. <laughs> she's like, she's like, actually, I know exactly what you're talking. About. Yep. Well, you know, I apologize on us, uh, you know, hairy back people. <laughs> you apologize on behalf of all the yes, hairy people. Yes, our, all the hairy back people. Yes, our indigenous, uh, you know, tribe. We're sorry. <laughs> they probably have really long razors. I'm sure. I was thinking that. I was like, they a back must. scratcher? Like isn't something. Like a back scratcher right? of a razor? And yeah. yeah. Or I just like end up like scratching my whole back up. And it's just like all bloody. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, that's that's my, uh, that's that just my random. Uh... What about you, Alex? What do you got? I guess, <gasps> mushy boba. Mushy boba. Okay, go for oh. it. Like, boba's tea is expensive out here in the city. And I'm spending like seven, eight dollars on a freaking boba tea. Yeah. And then the boba is like just this mushy, like, Hard in the center, but mushy on the outside oh, mess. Yes, that and was I'm the like, worst. I just spent eight fucking dollars plus a tip <laughs> on top of that for you, and I get mushy boba. Come on now, that is the worst kind of tapioca. Where yeah. I guess it's not cooked all the way. That's probably the issue, right? It's it's not not cooked. Cooked. Or or it's, I think it's overcooked. It's overcooked. It 
or it's and it's been sitting there for a while, so then it gets like hard, hard in the in, center, yeah. but then like mushy on the outside. It's so gross. Yeah, it's gritty. I've seen like the recipes to make tapioca pearls a boba at home. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not no. fucking easy. It, what is it? It's just well, you gotta you get the tapioca it. flour, and right. then you gotta do. I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good already. The chewy texture is what is good about boba. Yeah. But then if you're chewy yeah. and then suddenly you hit a rock. Oh, it's gross. That's true. That And you're right. Your boba is getting expensive. I swear I used to pay like five bucks for no, it. You're no, you right. did. You did. Back when we were watching uh, Dawson's Creek and the OC and drinking <laughs> boba, it was probably like $2. <laughs> but then Chinese takeout, let's say, which I use as like how do you measure everything chinese takeout used to be like dude five six dollars it's mad expensive now now it's like 10 bucks for like a chinese takeout you know how much they charge me for four wings they charge me eight bucks just four wings four wings dude i was like i was like fuck um by the way just as a disclaimer please support your small local businesses pay the eight dollars for the wings it's okay it's not gonna break your wallet yeah i still eat it they they know me by name (laughs) like when i called they're like oh hey what's up man i'm like oh thank god chicken wing guy Alex, all right, all right. it has been a very, very fun conversation. Word. We feel like we vibe very Thank well. You. It's been very casual. Yeah. I will have links to all the stuff that you're up to, including the festival down cool. in the box below. So for our listeners out there, especially if you're in the local area, Ben and I, because you know Ben and I have different schedules. I've got like a family and kids. Ben yeah, has... I, what do you I have, have a dog. I have a dog. dog. You have a dog. Okay, perfect. I have dogs. We're going to try our best to coordinate schedules and, and actually try to attend this festival as well. So yes. if our listeners Woo! want to see Ben's face... And if you want to shave my back, <laughs> I will appreciate it. First listener to show up with a razor gets to shave Ben's back. <laughs> you imagine like yo, I'm here. That's that's a. Pr- I bet there's some listener out there that is like, ooh, yo, God. I don't know what I'm doing. There, oh, there is, there is. <laughs> I'm gonna eat my words here. There, there is some super fan of Ben that probably would want to do that. Oh, Let's God. just hope that super fan is in New York City and comes to this festival. So, oh God! For the people on the internet, if they want to see what you're about, what mixed Asian media is about, where can they find you guys on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Alex F. Chester on Instagram uh, and MixedAsianMedia.com or mixed Asian, at MixedAsianMedia. Uh, also at MAM underscore Fest for the festival. Uh, I have my website that I do not update enough, <laughs> AlexChester.com. Terrible. But you can visit it. <laughs> Stop on by. You know what's funny? Ben, show up with a post-it note. Show up with a post-it right note. Here? Yeah, and just re- easy. VIP. Just write VIP. Right here. Ben on. Put it right here. Signed bro. by Alex. You can just fake her signature. VIP, yeah. And just see how far you get along before oh, we actually bump into Alex. Oh, I was like, yo, Alex, my, that's my homie right there. <laughs> that's my homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you can stay up to date with Ben and I on a daily basis by following us on the Worst Asian Pod. That's the exact same handle yep. on every single platform, every single social media, whatever new ones coming out 10 years from now, if you're listening <laughs> to us from Damn. the future. You can probably also find us at Worst Asian Pod over there or go to www.worstasianpod.com. I have links to everything, including all the socials, all the platforms where you can listen to us banter and bitch and yep. talk shit about Henry Golding, I guess. Yeah, we love you though. Until then, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Peace. Bye. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. And I'm gonna keep loving you, cause it's the only thing I wanna do. Turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just wanna keep
For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the General. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply.